0: Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them
1: bites. Thanks for joining us for an Appleseed Bite. It's great to have you with us for a single story, just a few minutes long. In case you only have a few minutes and you want to film, with some great storytelling. We've got some for you today. We want to remind you that we bring you a few of these Appleseed Bites uh, each week in preparation for our Thursday full hour-long episode drop. This next Thursday, you're going to hear a story from the great storyteller Bill Harley, a story called The Best Candy in the Whole World. To me, it feels like kind of a modern fairy tale, but it will bring sweet thoughts and memories to you as you hear this story all about Candy. Join us, won't you? In the meantime, I'm thrilled to be joined in the studio by one of our assistant producers, Lacey Olson. Lacey, thanks for joining me.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: This is kind of fun what we're going to hear today. Tell us all about it.
2: Yeah, this is a fun story by the Story Crafters. And I think, I think it's pretty unique. It's a mother and a son telling a story together, which I absolutely <laughs> love. I think it's the sweetest thing in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Storycrafters are the storytelling team, the storytelling duo of Barry Marshall and Jerry Burns, Ph.D., and it's not just Barry and Jerry who get in on the act on this one.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I love this story so much just because – I don't know. I just think it has so many sweet values of patience in it, which I think I definitely need in my life sometimes. (laughs) I'm amazed with the mom in this story. That's all I have to say. And I think we can all learn a little bit from her, you know?
1: Sure, sure. (laughs) Well, let's hear the story. It's called Two Peas in a Pod, and it's The Story Crafters. Happy to bring it to you here on The Appleseed.
3: In our family, we like to tell stories about when we were little,
0: Like the time when I was three.
3: Exactly. Zachary was just like any other toddler. He was always getting into everything. And he loved his power of speech. And there were two phrases he liked to say above all others. The first phrase was, More. And he would say it any time he was fed his favorite food. That's when we'd hear, More. Or if we were playing some games. More or if we were reading him books. More! More! And the other favorite phrase was reserved for every other time.
0: It doesn't feel good.
3: Yes, things just didn't feel good to Zachary. Like going out. If we were to take Zachary somewhere, we would put him in the car seat. Then we would strap him in, and the moment we heard the click of the seatbelt we'd also hear...
0: It doesn't feel good.
3: The car seat didn't feel good, but that wasn't the only thing.
0: Getting dressed. It doesn't feel good.
3: In the morning, we would put on his favorite clothes, his softest cotton shirt.
0: It doesn't feel good.
3: So we'd change it to another soft cotton shirt.
0: It doesn't feel good.
3: The tag.
0: It doesn't feel good good. The seam? It doesn't feel good.
3: The cuff or collar?
0: It doesn't feel good.
3: Zachary wore corduroy pants that winter because they were softer than anything else, but one day we put those pants on him and he said,
0: it doesn't feel good.
3: None of his corduroy pants felt good that winter, so we had to pack them up and pull out the flannel pants. We had enough clothes for three children because his whims changed from day to day, from week to week. And if getting dressed was that difficult, imagine what it was like transitioning from summer to autumn.
0: It doesn't feel good.
3: All summer long, Zachary wore a diaper, or he wore shorts. He didn't wear much else. So when it was finally time for him to wear his first pair of pants...
0: It doesn't feel good! It took two
3: weeks before he'd keep his pants on, and then it was time to start with socks. It doesn't feel good! And if going from summer to autumn was this hard, well, you can only imagine... What it was like when it was time for jackets, winter coats, snowsuits, mittens.
0: It doesn't feel good. Even playful white
3: snow, if any, should happen to sneak in that little tiny spot between his mitten and his coat and touch his bare skin. It
0: doesn't feel good.
3: We did everything we could to make things feel good to him. But still in all, we'd hear,
0: It doesn't feel good.
3: A friend advised us to make light of all of this and have fun. And so we made a list of all the things that didn't feel good. And so the next time we heard,
0: It doesn't feel good.
3: We would go running up to the list and add that item to it. That list is several pages long. But it wasn't until one late winter day when we understood why things didn't feel good. Every afternoon, Zachary had a nap, and we would go upstairs, and we would do the same go-to-sleep ritual as we did at night. We would go upstairs, lay down on the bed, and I would read him stories. But to make nap time special, we didn't tuck ourselves under the blanket. Instead, for fun, we would lay down on top of the blanket. And we both enjoyed that. Now, on that winter day, we went up for a nap. Zack lay on one pillow, and I lay down on the other. I pulled out a book that we were reading, and I opened it up, and I started to read a story. I only had time to say, once upon a time, before I heard...
0: It doesn't feel good.
3: Well, I looked at him to see what could possibly not feel good. I hadn't changed his clothes or anything, but he was pointing up to his head. Oh, is it the pillow, honey? Uh-huh. Oh... let's see if this helps. So he sat up and I flipped the pillow over. I said, try it now. And so he lay down. I picked up the book and I started to read it again. But I didn't even get to say the whole once upon a time before. It doesn't feel good. Oh, dear, honey. Um, let me see what else I can do. Oh, I know. And so I traded pillows with him. He laid down on my pillow, I laid down on his, and I started to read. I actually got through a whole sentence before.
0: It doesn't feel
3: good. Oh, sweetie, I'm sorry that didn't feel good. Well, how about if we try it this way? And I took the pillow that he was laying on and I folded it in half. See now, it's nice and fluffy. He smiled, and he laid down on that pillow. And I actually got through the whole first paragraph.
0: It doesn't feel good. Still? Oh, dear,
3: I'm sorry you're so uncomfortable. Let me think. And then I reached back into the archives of Mother Wisdom that must be somewhere in the library of my brain. And I said, I know. I gave him the pillow that I had been using, so now he had two. Try that, Zachary. He laid down there. He smiled and he beamed. And I thought, surely the problem's solved now. And I got back to the book. I started to read, and he started to squirm.
0: It doesn't feel good. Well,
3: I sat up. I put the book down, and I looked at him. And I wondered, well, maybe this was a day when pillows just weren't right for Zachary. Maybe what he needed today was no pillow at all. I took both pillows away. And that's when I noticed something. The top sheet was sticking out from the blanket, and the corner was folded over, making a crease. Well, I figured I'd give it a try. I unfolded the corner, I smoothed the crease, I put down his original pillow, and I motioned for him to lay down. Well, he put his head on the pillow, he smiled at me as if I'd just given him a wonderful birthday present, and then I started to read. I got through that story. I got through three more books before Zachary fell asleep. Well, I tiptoed out of the room, and I went downstairs, and I told Barry that I understood why things just didn't feel good to Zachary, because fairy tales do come true. And Zachary was just like...
0: The Princess and the Pea. You know, I'm not the only one who says this doesn't feel good, because every day in the morning my mom wakes up, she puts on a dress, a shirt, or whatever she's wearing that day. And she says, this doesn't feel good. So she throws it off. She puts on another and another and another and another. And finally, after the 500th dress, she puts something on and she says, this does feel good. And she walks out of the room. And she leaves me standing there looking around at piles of clothes on the dresser, the lamp, and the bed. And I guess that means my mom and I are two peas in a pod.
1: <laughs> two peas in a pod, a story shared for you by the StoryCrafters. Fun to hear that story. Zachary, you know, is now a grown-up man. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs> Lacey, thanks for bringing this story to us. Where does this story take you? You know, you talked before the story about about having a lot of uh, admiration for the mom, right?
2: Yes, I think I think I only drift that way because I I don't know. I feel like I sometimes am not the most patient person in the world. And (laughs) I've, I've grown up in a family with three younger siblings. And the youngest is my brother, who is autistic. And huh. so he, you know, doesn't see the world the same way that I do. Things are different for him. And sometimes because I grew up every day with him, it was easy to forget that. Mm. It was because I always just saw him as my brother and saw yeah. him for who he was. So if he made comments or did things that were out of the norm for what I considered he, like should be the norm, you know, yeah. it annoyed me so bad. Huh. I had so little patience for it. But in this story, I. I put myself in the mom's shoes. I don't think I'd be able to handle any of that the way that she did. A kid complaining about the same thing over and over. And like, why can't you just figure this out? But I have to remind myself sometimes, that you know, we're, we all kind of see things differently. We all feel things differently. But in the end, we're all kind of the same, you know? Like even in the end, the mom, things don't feel good to her. Just like they don't for Zachary, you know?
1: There seems like there's always a version of the thing that is bothering you about somebody else in your own life. Yeah, exactly. I love, as I listen to this story, I love, we get to see mom and son working things out. Mm -hmm. But in just hearing the two human beings that are telling the story, you get a sense of the really kind of important and uh, kind of ineffable, kind of hard to put your finger on, uh, connection between them. Yeah. You know, these 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 powerful connections between parents and their children ways in which they're like each other you know Mm -hmm. and certainly we get some of that information in the story but just hearing uh both of them talk uh you understand that they they really live in each other's worlds in a a lot of really kind of wonderful and special ways
2: yeah it makes me wonder how how many of those kind of connections i could have in my life if i were you know, to just kind of act in that way of taking time to sit and really figure those conversations out, figure those problems out and have the patience to get through them. And it just makes me want to kind of open my eyes in a new way to see how people are really handling things and maybe see how I'm kind of similar to that, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, a terrific story. The Story Crafters with Two peas in a pod. Pleasure to bring it to you as today's Appleseed Bite. And, of course, join us for our next Thursday full hour-long episode for a terrific story filled with humor and heart from Bill Harley, a story called The Best Candy in the Whole World. A little magic for you in the next episode of The Appleseed. Pleasure to have you with us. I'm Sam Bain. Can't wait to be with you again on The Appleseed.
3: Thanks for joining us.
0: For a bite! Brought to you by the Appleseed.